babe, don't make a sound 2am love, gotta keep it down Don't wait around for a signal now Give me some verb, I ain't talking now You wanna ride in the six You wanna dine in the six But when I lean for the kiss You said I'll probably send you some pics And I'm like, hell nah Been waiting too long Hell nah I want that cruel love Hell nah Been waiting too long Hell nah I want that cruel love Body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence, yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Finding all my innocence, yeah, body on my Losing all my innocence, yeah, body on my Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Shatified Salon and Barbershop. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall, and with my other co-host, Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is dandy. We are open for the summer. We just, playoffs are done. The stampede is in full effect, minus the chucks, which is kind of a piss off. But... Yeah, I talked to Kurt the other day. That was not good. Fucking bullshit. But, but... it's still entertaining nevertheless so yeah yeah hopefully. how are you yeah no i'm good yeah things i hope uh, you know is i really really does suck that the chuck wagon isn't going on it's weird to watch the stampede on tv or and for people that are there and that's not on because it's such a marquee event you know it's the main event of the night every night when it's there so it's the last thing that goes on did but, kurt say uh, who made that call yeah he didn't get much into it he you know i, I don't want to sounds like him. it was might have been like amicable yeah you know, like, sides yeah they're, they're, he's got other stuff going on but it yeah. does suck that they're not there right now and kind of out of their hands it sounded like so but uh yeah i kind of was dumb i thought it was going on so i sent him a a text and saying good luck and he's like good luck for the other ones or the other events going yeah. on that we can go to not the stampede so so i was like all right i look like an idiot there but uh i, I for some reason i thought it was on because i didn't I guess I didn't see on anything on social media that it wasn't going to be on. I yeah. just missed it. But, uh, but yeah, no, we had a good chat. So he said he wants the boys to come out and have a good old time at the place. So the Disbury farm. So we'll get something going on there cause it's summertime. And, um, but yeah, no, things are pretty good hockey wise. It's, uh, you know, the cups cups over Tampa wins. Congratulations to the back Tampa to Lady. back and, and the then Patrick Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Love the- it. So yeah, no. It. So what was your thoughts? Obviously, you know Montreal got the one game win there, but uh, you know it, it's this the power and the skill just took over, uh, right? I mean, so, yeah, their Tampa was just that good. They were gonna beat anyone if they would have. I think so. I mean, it was. Yeah. It's like I know you know missing curfew and and Chicklets talked about it, and you know nobody came out and fully said, but hundred percent Tampa Bay. They 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 didn't want to win in Montreal. They wanted to win at home. If you yeah. watch their power play and what they were doing, look, I, I know, you know, teams, you want to close teams out and stuff, but they they wanted to win at home and yeah. they came back and, yeah, they yeah. did it. it nope. It's And watching them on Instagram, they're having a time, boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything like, you see is 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 unreal. Like the like Kucherov with the Super Bowl and the cup, and he's got Bud Light sponsoring him now, now even, in his yeah. press conference after the game. I want more of that because like yeah. we all shit here. We sit here and we shit on all these guys if they say something at times. So it's like 
fuck man you said you i want that's content because it gives us something to talk about you know so number one I, bullshit. Like that. I want number him to get bullshit. booed i want yeah, exactly and i want him to get booed in montreal when he plays <laughs> plays there for he the rest of the again yeah he don't give a fuck he's got <laughs> like he's built like us and yeah. The guy puts yeah. up like 30 points in five games yeah. in the playoffs, like and ball. hasn't played in like a year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, incredible. Yeah. It the skill is unreal with that guy. It, you know, it's like Phil Kessel. You look at Phil Kessel, same thing, but just puts up puts up the points. He's just hammer shit out, man. Just goals after goals after goals and wins cups, you know, now Kucherov too. So it's yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, you know, I I I watch guys like that and I wonder how good they would be in like a div one men's league. Yeah. Like, Cause there's some good players that play that. And I'm just, I watch these guys. I'm like the way Kucherov plays against the best players in the world. I'm just like, how dumb would he make you and I look? Yeah. On- <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah. He is. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I say, he's having a time. Yeah. He's yeah. loving it. They all are good. Yeah. No, they definitely are. So, Today on the podcast, we have former NHL head coach, GM, and president, Doug McLean. He's back for his third tour on the Two Months podcast. So that's going to be a great interview. Everyone will enjoy that. And then we have Arjun Atwal. You know, he led the – this kid, he's got a great story, what he's doing to give back and and how he, how he gives back. I thought back. he's a Millwoods boy too. Yeah, you found out he's a Millwoods boy in the interview, as everyone he will did, hear. St. Albert. Yeah, except <laughs> shot at Brody and then Rupper now. So both of them are out there. But uh, yeah, so Arjun's from uh, AZ1 Hockey. So we talked about uh, what he's got going on. They got a hockey camp coming up here in August. So, and everyone can find that information out during the interview. So look forward to that. Uh, the cost, unfortunately, we screwed up and we didn't ask that question. So what was he saying? I think it was like 225 bucks. $225. So like, pretty good for really five days inexpensive for five days yeah. five hours you know it's 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 a good deal man yeah it's so a lot of good things he's gonna have he talked about the instructors and and trainers that they'll have on the ice with them so everyone will enjoy that so uh great inter- great podcast again today for us and appreciate everyone's support uh those interviews are brought to you by pete's concrete call pete and get, get a pricing for any driveways patios or stamp pads sidewalks anything you need just give pete a call at 780-940-3784 or email Pete at info at Pete'sConcrete.com. And he'll come out and do an estimate for you guys. Tell him that the Two Muds podcast sent you. He'll take care of you. They also do some landscaping and uh, some gardening stuff there too at Pete's Concrete. So if you guys need anything going on there. So we appreciate Pete sponsoring those interviews for our, our podcast today. But uh, talk about Tarasenko. Rumors out there. He's already said he's once out of St. Louis. Scotty Upshaw brought it up a couple weeks ago, and then they called uh, it, didn't they? Yeah, Scotty Upshaw was the yeah. first one to have it on the Missing Curfew podcast. This is the beauty, so we'll have some news with that podcast coming up soon. But uh, it's pretty sweet with what they got going on and potential some stuff in the works here with us and them. But uh, you know, thoughts on Tarasenko coming out? You know, um, saying that he wants out, he's got two years left at seven point five million. Where do you think he goes, Vandy? Well, uh, I don't know. Right now, I don't know where he would go, but the team teams are going to line up to get him. But I just wonder, you know, where this is all coming from. I know, you know, he's struggled with injuries the last couple of years. And, yeah. But, but you know, I wonder what what is what's going on. What, well, if you read the the – 
the athletic article that was written there, um, you know, we go, they go into depth about what happened. Um, you know, he lost confidence in the shoulder surgeries that he had. The third one, he went out of the, out of his way to get someone else to do it. The doc, the team doctor didn't do it. Yeah. Usually when that happens, that's a red flag there. So I, I'm, you know, I think, and obviously yeah. that's going to be the start of it. Um, you know, there was last summer before, well, before the season started this year, when he wasn't named captain, he said in a Russian paper, but sometimes that gets translated in a different way, but he wasn't happy that he wasn't named captain. He's been there a long time. He's wore a letter all the time, but uh, so there's that there. So it might be a combination of things and just the relationship and up and, and up. He talked about it. He's been there for about 10 years and maybe just a change of scenery. And that was kind of what Scotty Upshaw was kind of saying. And, and he kind of went in more depth. You obviously there were teammates together there, but uh, yeah, I just think it would be a good change. Yeah, from everything, you know, with I not in the know all of all that, yeah. but he just looks like he he's a well-liked teammate. And that's why it was kind of shocking when I was reading that. Yeah. Um, where he ends up, I mean, oof, I don't know. You got your usual suspects of, you know, I think he'd look good in a Florida uniform. <laughs> yeah, he would. And they got some cap space and they yeah. might need a, they look like they can use a right winger with a, with a heavy shot, right? So, Hell, he'd look good in an Oiler uniform too. He would. But... He would. Maybe not at seven point five million, no. but he would definitely. So, good, uh, good segue there, Vandy, as uh, our two months podcast put out. Um, we don't be surprised if we see Taylor Hall resign in Edmonton oh, and yeah. uh, around seven years at five million. I know that you're. It's actually you know interesting. We put it out there. It's gained a lot of traction. Um, it's given us something to talk about. Um, but what I like about it is. You know, it's kind of 50-50, maybe 60-40 on 60% fans wanting them back, you know. So there's there's a there's a it's not one hundred percent no, I don't yeah. want to see him. But I think at that cap hit, if that's what does happen, it is interesting. He's not signed in Boston yet. Um, but we'll see. Maybe that's a wait till the expansion draft is done and then maybe he does resign there. But it's it's what we threw out there, it's kind of what we know um from talking to some people, but as a as a as a fan of the game, as a guy that you know analyzes the game, Vandy here, would you like to see him back in Edmonton? No, no. Care, care to share, Boston? Why? I we've been down that road. Like, why do people? Why do we want him back? He's see, I not, think he's a different player than he is I now. Agree than with he was that. When he's he, more when he mature. Was here. All that stuff, yeah. but no, no. Let's no. we're moving forward. Not backward. And I think I, that, I, I personally think this moves them forward with this contract. And I know people can come at me because they, they come the biggest. I mean, wow. there's troll. I get ever, it. But, yeah, it's a good, I mean, you got an MVP. But it's a good value deal. You know, yeah, I get he it. wants yeah. to be here. It's actually interesting. Someone pointed out to me today, since he's left this city, he's vacationed in Alberta every single summer for about three weeks since he's left Edmonton. You know, like he's come back to Alberta, yeah, traveled, stayed here. So, you know, obviously I know that. It's the best province in Canada. It. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't mean I, think, I want to sign him. I think I think it would be nice, you know. And I think, you know, you put him with Nuge. Nuge is Nuge. That's a great deal for Nuge. We didn't talk about that yet, but that's a great deal for Nuge. It's a great deal for the Oilers. You know, it pretty much gets him what he was going to get for money-wise. It just gave him the extra two years to make it all work. But I think it's a great deal. And I think if Hall comes back here, what it does is it puts Nuge where he wants to be. He wants to be a setter. And I know people can come back and forth, but 
and maybe his numbers might be better as a winger, but I think you put Nuge with Hall and then Drysaddle with Connor. You know, I, I'm not too sold on Yamamoto being a top six forward. There's been, you know, there's been some spurts where he looks good, and there's been some spurts where he doesn't look so good. But Yamamoto's a third line, yeah, P- and, PK and, guy. And he probably if he's your third line PK. You you got a got solid a team. team. Yeah, exactly. You know, so and then we'll see where that fits Zach Cassian. Zach I don't, Cassian yeah, I, know, I don't know, and maybe it's because, uh, and I can't get the past. I'll, I I I just. I don't see how he would help our team win. You don't win with, in my opinion, you don't win with guys like Taylor Hall. Yeah. You, you need, we need more meat and potatoes. I mean, look at Montreal, look at Tampa, look at the, you know, Vegas, look at the, the teams that are, that are constantly contending and look at Colorado, Kadri, not, you know that hurt them. It, that it's hurt them big time, you yeah. need you need that sandpaper, that grit. Those are the players we should be going after. Not we're gonna have the top. Okay, three, would you four. rather have Zach Hyman than Taylor Hall? Then yeah, hundred percent. Okay, well Zach, I take Zach Hyman, Brendan Gallagher. I would take nineteen of them before I took nineteen Taylor Halls. Okay. Yeah, so I, I see. I you win with those players I, in I, this league. Yeah, I agree. But look at playoffs. Tampa, yeah, well, and Tampa did, but Tampa, you know, they they won with you know that Barkley, Goodrow, Blake Coleman, Yanni, Yanni Gordy, a great like, great third line for them. You know, Anthony Sorelli too. You know, they, they, like I'm not saying these Colton are, like those, yeah, those type Colton. of. I mean, player. they're offensive player. They probably you know came but even junior even and, Taylor Hall at five million. You're not open to that. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I you, is that just, I, is that, is, is this, is this is Vandy the analyst or is this Vandy the no, order? I'm not an analyst that, yeah, you are because you're not just, a podcast. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> no, I, I, I bullshit on a podcast. Doesn't mean I'm, a, but I, I'd like to think that I know a little bit about hockey. You but do, you know, a lot. I don't think, I don't think you win with those type, and I'll go as far as I don't think you're, you're, you're not going to win with players like, Nuge and are they going to help you? Hundred percent. Taylor Hall, yeah, he's going to help you, but you're not unless you have. We need more grit. We need more guys like Zach Cassian in his prime, or 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 you know, nasty, just like in your face. I will, you know, whatever, do anything to to win. Like Brendan, and I, sorry, I'm saying it again, but. I you know you love that. Brendan Gallagher. No, I know, player. I know, yeah. but, but he, he's you, a warrior. You, know, I don't, you win with we, him, that's for sure. Yeah. We we got we got 97 and 29. We got the best players in the world. Now we need to get them the concrete Pete's concrete foundation yeah. around them to like they they need that they need to they can go out in free will and you know Winnipeg's a big heavy team and when you shut down 97 and 29 who do we have yeah and and i i understand i'm kind of contradicting the more i talk well then you got taylor hall and ryan nugent hopkins but i don't think they play heavy enough they they you know yeah uh, we need more heaviness we need more dirt more grit you don't yeah, and, and you know what but i think if they get zach hyman you're like you're getting zach hyman over like his cap hit is going to be over five million so that's just like okay. if you can get Taylor Hall at five, which I think is an option of getting. Like I think it's out there to do to do. But is Taylor you know, Hall? 
Yeah. But I don't think you're getting Zach Hyman at five million, unfortunately. And Zach Hyman's had what forty-one points is the most he's ever had in his career. So I'm the biggest Zach Hyman fan ever. Like it, like I'm a. He's gonna get more. You think? Is that what you're saying? What's that? He's gonna get more. Well, that's my thing. Like I don't think he's staying in Toronto. I could be wrong, but he's if he stays in Toronto, yeah, I don't think he's staying for five for four point five or five million. Well, then we find he's gonna. There's tons of players out there that he might even go to Detroit for more. You know, yeah. like it's, uh, you know, I don't know. There, to me, there's different options that, you know, why not like a Jaden Schwartz or, you know, I don't yeah. know who knows what they're going to ask for, but like, I don't know. He's a Western, I don't think Western Canadian kid. So maybe you get him, but was uh, speaking of another Western Canadian kid before we get to our interviews with Doug McLean and Arjun Atwal here, the Duncan Keith rumors, uh, you know, LA Freeman reported this on the 30th. Uh, we are, uh, you know, about eight days into that report that's been out there. Uh, every day seems like something new is going on. Um, but uh, how bad do you want to see him here in Oilers Silks, Vandy? Why wouldn't you want him here? Yeah. The, the you know, first of all, the, his pedigree is unreal, right? The resume. Yeah, obviously. All I mean, that, that's all without saying yeah. hockey DB, whatever the hell, you, you know, Stanley Cup champion. He didn't win a Norris. Yeah, he won a yeah, Norris. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like, why wouldn't you want him here for the simple fact of osmosis and, and Bouchard and all these young Broberg, these young defensemen that we got coming up just for that alone, not to mention the fact that maybe a change of scenery for him. He's not old. What is he? 34, 37. Oh, okay. Well, that shows how much, but I don't think he's that old. Like I think 30, like his 37 is more, maybe a 34. I don't, he's not banged up. Like, yeah, he's not coming off like double knee surgery or. And I don't care about the analytics. The analytics can. I'm I don't. Not, I'm not. I'm an eye test I'm, guy. I'm not an analytics yeah. guy. They're like the same I, guys that say Chris Russell shouldn't yeah. be. Well, anyway, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I. I you do. Like, that I'd rather deal. see the game for what I can see, and you know, and I don't want to look at numbers. You know, if you like, can, if you can get that deal done, you do it every day, all day. In so, my opinion. Obviously, on Friday, Elliot Friedman reported that the Blackhawks were asking for either Caleb Jones or Ryan McLeod straight up. Or, or sorry, not Caleb Jones, uh, Ethan Bear and Ryan McLeod straight up. So one for one with one of those guys. Are you willing to part with, with one of those young players for a 37-year-old Duncan Keith at $5.5 million? It, And yeah, I don't know. I the that. thing is, Chicago doesn't want to take money back because they want to go out and get Seth Jones or Dougie Hamilton. So, yeah, I don't. That's I, that's, probably why the trade me that's too up, steep but, yeah it's too bad but i i i don't think you give up on bear and like mcleod yeah um, but no i i think you you wait and see what you know maybe you come back spin back around late in the summer who knows if he's yeah. if anything there's no rush in my mind there's no rush to make this deal because no it, unless like seattle gets in there but i don't know if Seattle's going to take that at five point five million, because I think Seattle, Seattle's probably going to spend to the cap here, but I think they're going to be. I think people are in for. I know some people are talking about Seattle being like, "Oh, it's going to be tough to do what what Vegas did," and me, I'm I'm talking about on the ice. I think off the ice, I think Seattle's in a way better situation than Vegas was because of the cap cap problems right now. But I think Seattle, you know, they're going to get some really really good players, and they're going to be able to, you know, the way. Ron Francis works like look what that look at that Carolina Hurricanes team is man his his handprints yeah. are all over that team yeah and it you know it, it's 
it, it, he knows he knows how to build a winning 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 team a winning organization and it's you just got to look at the Carolina Hurricanes and that's proof in the pudding right there in my opinion so I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere similar to what we see in that that organization you that's know a what, good point yeah, yeah. but uh yeah so um, well, I'm still floored Duncan Keith is 30, 37 where the hell did yeah. time go uh, we're old man so this is crazy hey and Listen, I want to com- comment. We were talking about Kucherov. What he said about the Montreal fans was incredible. Oh, it's, like, it's awesome. Yeah. That is, we need, like you said, we need, more, need of that. more of that. You need, you need a villain in the game. Because they were, they were on Twitter just going, yeah. oh, we're, we're yeah. going to win, come back, and we're going to win. Flipping cop seven. cars down the street uh, and everything. Just I get a yeah, life. Man. Tear gas is out. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, I know some of the Habs fans that listen to our podcast, especially my brother Jason. He's not a like fan? Yeah, he's a he's our number on, one. Jesus. He's our number one fan on her. Uh, I know, I know. Be does, better though. He be loves better. the Habs, so he was upset. Uh, uh-huh. So as we could, as maybe you, maybe next are, year, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. But uh, all right, well, we'll throw to our interview with Doug McLean right now. If it's done right the first time, you don't have to redo it. If you get Pete's concrete to pour your driveway, you don't need a repeat. When your patio is a pedio. You don't need a repeat. When Pete's Concrete fixes your sidewalk, all it takes is once. You don't need a repeat. And if your basement leaks, a Pete's Repair helps avoid a repeat. Get it done right the first time, with the colors and textures you want, so you don't have to redo it. For concrete, you can choose Pete's or repeats. Pete's Concrete. Our next guest is a former NHL president, head coach, and general manager. You know, you can also find him on the Real Kipper at Noon podcast throughout the week with Nick Kiprios. We'd like to welcome back to the Two Months Podcast, Doug McLean. Mac, how's it going? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's been a a great playoff run. So it's been uh, it was you know some exciting series along the way, but. I think the best team won. So, you know, it's a, you know, interesting when they were probably the biggest favorite going in and, uh, and they, they came through and played awfully well. Yeah. Yeah. No, they uh, definitely, uh, you know, did the right thing here and, you know, winning the cup was a big, was a big thing for them. And it's crazy that, you know, now we have two teams that have won back-to-back cups in a salary cap era. So, Kind of pose the question to you: Which team is more impressive of winning back to back? Is it the Tampa Bay Lightning or when the Pittsburgh Penguins won? Which one stands out to you more? That's more impressive. I, I you know, but I, I guess I'd have to lean towards Pittsburgh winning it because I mean, I, I know it's sort of a negative slant, but you know, the the ninety five million dollar payroll or whatever it was, it sort of really stands out. Not that they did anything wrong, not that they did anything wrong, uh, but that seemed to stand out to me that they could keep this group together with all the struggles they had last summer, trying to move Tyler Johnson and trying to get down to Caspe. So the one solution was surgery on their best player. And it's hard to believe they were able to, you know, I mean, credit to them. They, they were able to survive the regular season without their best player, but 
the fact that he didn't come back till game one of the playoffs without playing one regular season game and he leads the team that leads the playoffs at scoring. Like seriously, when does that ever happen? Yeah. Credit to to the player and credit to management. But to me, it, it, it there's something wrong with that pitcher, to be quite honest. Yeah. So I, I go to Pittsburgh. I mean, look, Pittsburgh had a great team. They, you know, it, you know, it was a, it was a Sid, it was a Flurry, it was a Malkin, Latang. you know, it was a Latang. It was the whole group uh, of guys that for all former high picks that, you know, sort of bounced back and won and won impressively. So I, I would look at that one as more impressive. I really would, yeah, because of that, basically. Yeah, no, I would too. I'd agree with that. Vandy, what would you think? What do you? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, being a dad and having a dad bod, I I, I tend to, to lean towards Tampa Bay being led by a player with a dad bod. Um, yeah, I, me, I like the 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 Lightning. I just think what they've done, what they did last year in the bubble. I mean, being away from family that long i it's it's hard to knock what they've done back to back here so yeah you know what it, it, I, I don't disagree with that i i i you know we said it many times they without a doubt had the best goaltender in the league the best defense in the league and the best group of forwards in the league and when you look at that, that totally that total combination and you're 100% right the bubble was was over the top because lots of teams disintegrated in there. Washington Capitals is a prime example of a team that disintegrated in there. So, uh, you know, they were the best team. I had them in Colorado going to the Stanley Cup final. That's what I had at the, at the start of the season. I thought they were the two best teams, and I was half right. But anyway, you're, I don't disagree. I mean, look, it's impressive. Anybody that wins – how do you criticize anybody that wins back-to-back -back Stanley Cup? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought Pittsburgh's was more impressive. That's all. Yeah, no, and that was yeah. No, I would agree. You know, and what they did, and you know, having Phil Kessel and that 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 kind of, as you would say, maybe second or third yeah. line with Benino and and Hagelin was pretty was a pretty good line right. too. So big time. Uh, yeah, big time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. uh, we'll shift gears to a to a, a great friend of yours, um, a guy that I have a lot of respect for, love in the game. Uh, Gerard Glatt gets his gets a coaching job with the New York Rangers. Um, thoughts on, you know, the hire, it's been a while now since it's been out there, but, uh, for us, it's been the first time we've had you on since the hires happened. So, you know, thoughts on Gerard going to New York and what he's, what he's going to be able to do and turn around that, that organization and get him to, you know, contending for a cup like they should be. Well, you know what, it was, it was interesting. He was out, he was out 18 months. Um, there, there was a lot of, a lot of negative comments coming out of Vegas, which really pissed me off, really pissed me off. The stuff that was being said, uh, you know, couldn't adjust in game and players were bored with this practice. I, like I was hearing all this stuff coming out of there and I'm thinking, what, what is going on here? What, why is this talk coming out of Vegas? You know, and you know what? It, I knew, you know, he was frustrated. You know, he didn't get Jersey. He didn't get the Washington job. And I know he was a little frustrated. I was, I was really hoping he was going to get Seattle. I really was. And I thought he'd be a great fit there. And I'm told that Haxtell was their guy all along. Uh, Jordan had a brief interview there and, and it wasn't going to happen there. The New York thing, 
I, I mean, look, it's one of the great jobs in the NHL. How, how do you not be unbelievably excited? He gets a, a four-year deal, you know, good money. As I, as I said to him, you're going to need the money because it's like a, not a cheap place to be. But then anyway, I, I, I like their team. I like it. I, I, I know it'll be a tough job, but I, I like it for him. It's, it's, a, it's just a great opportunity because they're a talented group. My only concern with the, with the job for Gerard, and I, and I hope they make some changes, is they're not a really a playoff-ready type of team. They, they, they remind me a little bit of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, you've got the goaltending is still questionable to me. Good young blue liners and a great group of forwards, but they just need that grit. So I think they'll try to add some and and we'll see how it goes. I just hope it, I, I'm thrilled for him and I hope it works out for him. Yeah, no, same here. And do you think that they go after guys like Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau, maybe even a Zach Hyman type guys to fill out that roster? Well, depending on where the cap, how the cap affects them. And that's always the number one issue with every team is these guys you're talking about are going to be in for pretty solid paydays, but they definitely need, definitely need a, a blend of third, fourth line guys that bring playoff style grit to the lineup. So I think they will, I think they will look for those type of guys. I mean, what a Deneau did for the Montreal Canadiens that only scored one goal in the playoffs and five in the regular season, but is a 65% face-off guy, penalty killer, shutdown type of guy. Um, it's sort of that, that, that type of performance by a guy with one goal that was really helpful in them winning is hard to believe, but it, it's factual. So, I've got to believe they're in the market for that type of player along with a gritty type of guys. That's what I think. So it will be interesting to see if Drury comes along. Do they go after Ryan Reeves as a fourth line guy to bring some muscle in? Maybe. Uh, do they, uh, you know, he sort of fell out of favor a little bit at the end and that he didn't play a lot in the fight in their last series, but, I think he may have missed the last couple of games, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, that that's what they need. It appears that way. And I suspect that's what they'll try to do. Yeah. And for coaching staff, obviously, uh, he spoke uh, the other day or might have been last week about he's uh, going to get his coaching staff in order here. Is there any names that you would know or things that player uh, coaches that you think would fit good with his coaching staff? Well, you know, it looks like Dan Girardi is there and, and he would be a, a management hire. Um, you know, he had been in player development at Buffalo and he's, you know, been a range, longtime ranger. So that that looks like that is done, apparently. And then, I mean, Mike Kelly has been with Girard forever. Yeah. Since their days in St. John. I, I would be surprised if it's if Mike Kelly doesn't join him. I, I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. I haven't talked to Girard about it. Um, but, uh, I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. I mean, Mike, funny, Mike Kelly, I'll tell you how long he's been around. Mike Kelly was my captain at UNB. And I think he was like three years older than I was. And I was a coach and he was the captain. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's been around a long time is what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I 
can't believe that that will not be the case. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere they go, obviously, they're together at the World yeah. Championship yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it would just mm-hmm. would seem right for them to be together again behind the bench in the NHL. So, uh, we'll move yeah. on to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Doug. And we know that, uh, you know, bring back old days from your Sportsnet days where you have to talk about the Leafs for a good half an hour to start the day. But, oh, uh... God. <laughs> what a relief not to have to talk about them a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, we'll try not to go a half an hour long with the Leafs. But are you a bit shocked that, you know, that when the season ended here, <laughs> that Kyle Dubas came out and he was so strong on saying they're going to keep the top four together? You know, I think he is at times you've called them the 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 649 line or combination or whatever, but you've had your kind of good joking jabs about it. But are you shocked that he was so forward and we're at the end of the year saying that we're not going to move any one of the four here? Well, I, I am I am shocked that the, the problem is who who can he move? Okay. It, you you guaranteed he's not moving Matthews. He's one of the best players in the game without a doubt in my opinion he's one of the best young players and and has potential to become a great player in the nhl i i think Tavares, you can't you couldn't move if you tried unless you hold back a ton of his money and he's still a good player big loss when they lost him still a good player marner i mean i'm i'm a marner fan i mean i know they're down on him i know he didn't have a good playoff against montreal but this guy is a hell of a player. This guy's a hell of a player. So it leaves me one guy who had maybe the best playoff of any of them, Lander. And I just, I don't understand why, when you look at what they need, I don't understand how they can keep Nylander. And, and I, he's a good player. He, he could go somewhere and really be a real good player because he'd get a different opportunity. And I don't understand the, the, why they wouldn't contemplate that. Now, I saw his name recently, Bertuzzi, Nylander. How else do they get Bertuzzi out of Detroit if it's not a Nylander involved? Well, I, you know, I, he said last year they were going to make the team harder to play against, and they brought in Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons and Bogosian. And um, I didn't like the signings at the time. I said it at the time. Brody, I w- I'm not a big Brody fan, but he played well. But I'm still not a big Brody fan, but he did play well. So I, I didn't really like what they did last summer. But people raved about it all year. Yeah. Flat in his face when they needed it. Yeah. No, it, it sure did. So are you – now that we – you know, lately we've seen with the season ending, you know, especially some of these UFC events that we've seen uh, across here in uh, in the States. You know, you, you see Austin Matthews, and he's always with Freddie, Freddie Anderson and Joe Thornton. Uh, the one video went viral. Joe Thornton was in a party bus with Justin Bieber and like, one of the Jenner kids. But uh, but are you surprised that, um, you know, like like where, where do you think things are going to happen with Freddie Anderson here? Is there a way he comes back to Toronto? Obviously, every time we see Austin Matthews out in public, they're together. So I don't know if that there's any lobbying going from Matthews to management. But is it is it a good fit to bring him back or is it just time to move on? I, I would have thought it was was time to move on, you know, because of how it all shook out. I mean, they didn't sign him. Um, they let it go all year. They let them play it out. The injury sort of fell on their lap and it sort of complicated things a little bit. It allowed Jack Campbell to become basically the number one guy. 
So there's two things here for me is who's going to be Seattle's goaltender. That is, I guarantee you, that's the number one question that's going on in the Seattle organization right now. Who is going to be our number one goaltender? Who is out there that's available in the expansion draft that people don't clean up prior? So in other words, if there's nobody there in the expansion draft other than backup type guys, do they go to a Freddie Anderson? Do they do that? It's been a great regular season goalie. Uh, Hasn't been able to get it done in the playoffs, but he's not the only reason. So Tampa Bay, or I should say Seattle, do they come into play on Freddie? The other bigger question to me, and I don't know what your guys' thoughts on this, is if you think that you the it's it's stanley cup or bust is it in toronto is that what it is it oh, always per, seems to be that one 100 i agree i think you, and, and go ahead and, and are, are you are you convinced that jack campbell is a stanley cup goaltender after what we watched in the playoffs this year the no. goaltending we watched yeah no no i i personally don't as you know i i'll sit here and you know get myself out of the leaf fan chair and put myself in you know say an analyst chair and i just i just don't see how you can you can go to a goaltender who's been prone of injury throughout his whole career and even when he played this year he was still injured when he did play he was good yes you know and he did play pretty well in the playoffs too but it's just that killer yeah. instinct that they don't have amongst the whole lineup you know you went out and got some guys that yeah. were able to win but they never won the cup it's a different story when you're talking about Corey perry who's won a cup before yeah. and has won at, a, yeah. at many different levels but you know thornton hasn't done that simmons hasn't done that spezza hasn't done that you know again tj brody hasn't done that but it you know in goal you look at it like the last four goaltenders were franchise goaltenders that you got in a first round draft right then and there were whatever top 20 picks top 23 picks there were game changers and i just don't have that and i know that's well, tough, to, tough to come by but you know go go ahead there i i look i like what jack campbell did is is great and i know kyle had him in sault st marie and he was a high pick and he, but but he went into this year's playoffs with did he ever play a playoff game in his career did he, I mean, has he, you know, he played, I had an unbelievable run. He deserves a ton of credit. I know he's a great team guy. Hey, maybe he can be that. Maybe he can be Jordan Bennington. I don't know, but that's a friggin' big gamble. Yeah. And you're supposed to be a top team in the league. So I would be a little nervous about their goaltending because nobody really knows what Jack's going to, maybe Jack takes off from where he was. I don't like a guy standing up when his team's eliminated and saying, that was the worst goal I've ever given up in my career. Like, who says that? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but anyway, look, I, I'm a little nervous about that position, and it makes me a little nervous about how much money they have. Can they give Freddie three, four, five million to come back? I don't know if they can afford to do that. When I look, you know, with nine and a half million on their cap, unless they get unbelievably lucky in the expansion draft and lose Kerfoot, I don't know how they get this done. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll move on to the Edmonton Oilers and uh, our podcast over the weekend put out a tweet. We wouldn't be surprised if we see Taylor Hall resign in Edmonton for seven years, around five million. I just want to get your thoughts quick on Taylor Hall. Um, sometimes the rumor just keeps on saying, you know, is, is there the hang in about, hey, he's going to come back to Edmonton. But where do you think Taylor Hall lands? And, and are you surprised he's not signed in Boston yet? And if he's not, obviously, do you see that maybe signing when the expansion draft is done? I think it's the expansion draft that's the hold up. I, and it's funny because 
Kippy and I heard that Edmonton was a possibility when this when he was in Buffalo. We heard that and and we actually said it on the podcast. And then Kenny came out and denied it. Oh no, it's 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 just uh, talk. It's just talk is what it was. And I'm thinking like, okay, is this really talk? I Kenny Holland's a friend of mine. I really happen to really like him, but I thought it was more than talk. Now. I know Boston would like to get them done. And I think Boston are trying to get them done in the, somewhere between over 4 million. I think that's where they're trying to get them done. And I don't know, you know, I mean, Taylor's got to try to go somewhere where he has a chance to win. I mean, he was a decent fit in Boston, but this was a horrendous, horrendous year for this guy. I mean, it's been a couple of years where he has not been very productive. Can he regain it? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, but I thought Nugent Hopkins would leave and, uh, and Hall might come, but now Nugent Hopkins is there and they're, they're, they've got to improve their back end, especially if Clefbaum doesn't play. I'm still not sold on Smith as a, I mean, he was terrific this year, but he's 40 and that makes me real nervous. I mean, I, he full marks to, to Smitty, but, that got to be a little bit of concern. So I don't know, but I know Boston would like to try to get it done. I know that. Yeah. Uh, Vandy, go ahead there. Well, sticking with Edmonton and, and rumors, um, you know, Duncan Keith, his name has been brought up and, and I spoke earlier on our podcast, just how I think he'd be a great fit for any team. Um, be it that Edmonton needs to shore up their blue line. What are your thoughts, Duncan Keith? Fitting in Edmonton. Well, I think my thoughts are, are really the same as what yours and a lot of people in the league are, is that pretty hard to ever say a bad thing about Duncan Keith. You know, first of all, he he's a Stanley Cup winner, three-time. He's been a really important guy on that hockey team. He's loved by his teammates. He can still skate, move the puck. He's not Duncan Keith that we saw in his prime. Let's not kid ourselves. But to me, um, he, Kenny was successful in Detroit because he was able to take a great group of prospects that were there for, you know, the, the Fedorovs and the Eisermans and the Draper, all the drafts and all the good pickups and, and fill in with some real good veterans in Shanahan and Hull and all that whole group. You know, the Russians, Larry on up. This is similar in that, with that group, leadership to me is really, really important. A guy that's done it, a guy that can be looked up to, it doesn't have to be Connor, doesn't have to be dry sidle. I mean, it gives them a bit of a break. The problem is to be that guy, and we saw it with Thornton, and we saw it with Simmons, if you can't play, it's hard to be a leader. Still a play. I think Keith can and I think he would be a good fit there. I really do. And it looks like it should be an easy deal to get done. I would think. Yeah. 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 Um, go ahead. He wants, he wants to get West with family situation. And I, I mean, I think it's an easy, I would hope it's a pretty easy deal. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bosco. Well, do you, are you surprised that Adam Larson's not re-signed yet? Um, you know, it seemed like, you know, for expansion ways, that would be something that would be a no brainer, but 
is there is it a bit concerning if you're an Oilers fan that that deal's not done yet? I I would be a little bit concerned when you I mean Larson finally seemed to be taking a you know after a couple of few tough times there he seemed to be coming around the last little while I I don't mind him at all and they are I'm sorry but they're thin on the back end we said it all year Barry got his points which people thought he would because of the power play but he also played pretty well I guess I don't see them nearly as much as you do uh, but I mean I just think they're they're not anywhere deep enough on the back end and he's a guy that can play five on five and you know so i i'm a little bit surprised you know and and going back to that like chicago this is no secret i mean they want seth jones so bad in chicago and they think if they get kale up there that's going to help i don't know if that's going to help i don't know if it's going to help but i guarantee you that's in the back of their minds the old robbie niedemeyer bring scott niedemeyer you know so so I yeah I'm a little surprised, but I I think Kenny knows he's got a he needs depth up front, still needs depth up front, and he needs a better blue line, and he needs a better younger goaltender that can work with Smith or play with Smith, and not Koskinen. Now yeah. I don't know how that works. Out. That's just my <laughs> own opinion. I have I don't watch them that much, so Kenny's got lots of work to do. Yeah, and and we talked about Hyman. You know, the, the Oilers, and you need that. And I, I've said it in the past, we need that playoff sandpaper grit. Um, how do you think Hyman fits in? Or do we even, you know, is this just hearsay? Does Hyman fit with the Oilers? Hyman fits with every team in the NHL. Yeah, I get it, yeah. I mean, it, what, I, what I'm blown away by, guys, is are you shitting me? The Toronto Maple Leafs aren't going to get this guy signed. I know he, he wasn't great, but he... he Look, he had the injury near the end of the season. But are you kidding me that this is exactly the type of player that Toronto may believe more need more of, and he's not going to get signed there? That does like I know money is a monumental issue, but how do you not keep Hyman when every team in the league what? is looking for that type of guy? Every team is looking for a Hyman who can get 20 plus goals and plays his ass off and can play at the top of the lineup and he can fill in on the third line and he can play the third line and then he can move up to the second line at different shifts. Are you kidding me? They're not getting this guy done. So yeah, he fits with a lot of teams yeah. and he's going to get five plus million unless he gives Toronto a, a hometown discount. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of him and I really am. Yeah, no, he's uh He's definitely a hell of a player. He's probably going to be in the conversation probably for the Olympic team is my guess, you know, mm -hmm. if, if we can get to play there. But uh, if we if we get to see yeah. the NHL players there. But uh, we'll shift gears. The news, the big news this morning, uh, Pierre Maguire, um, as we kind of t talked about, he wasn't uh, he wasn't brought on by TNT or uh, ESPN here. So he goes to the Ottawa Senators. Um, are you shocked with the hire here? Or are you, is this a good hire for Ottawa? What's your thoughts? I'm uh, like, I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm not a fan of this guy at all. I mean, you know, he's been a finalist for every job that's come up the last 20 years. Um, so he says, um, I am blown away by it. I, I look, I know that you, I was told two weeks ago, they were looking for a senior advisor and I thought, what, why, why are they going there? He tried to hire Iserman. 
He tried to hire Ronnie Francis, wouldn't talk to him. Tried to hire Joan Newendike, wouldn't talk to him. And uh, uh, at least five or six other guys a few years ago after Brian Murray passed, unfortunately. And then I, I'm just, I'm kind of blown away by it. I mean, I, I knew, I funny, I had heard he wasn't getting hired in TV. I just took for granted he'd go back to TSN and work there. But this is... This is a shocker. So there's there's two things. This guy is terrific with people above him, getting along with people above him. The challenge will be what is he like for Pierre Dorian and the staff? Because the title is bizarre. Of senior vice president of player development. That doesn't sound like it's senior advisor to the owner or senior advisor to the GM or president of hockey ops, why the goofy title? But yet when you read, he's going to be very involved in every aspect of the organization. I got to believe Pierre Dorian is devastated right now. I got to believe he is. Yeah. So I, I don't know where, I don't know where it goes. Eugene's not easy to deal with. Number one, that'll be a handful for him, but I, I I'm just shocked. I, I don't I get really like, am. but that's, they got such a good thing going. Like to build off that, and you know now it's almost like you take a step back, and it just doesn't make sense. But, but you know, here's what happened. Eugene gets, I think he gets crazy. Like Brian Murray was a great friend of mine, and I know what it was like there for yeah. Brian. It was not easy dealing with this guy. I listened to Eugene today saying, "Oh, Brian, I used to have the greatest conversations." I mean, Brian told me one time that. He had seven phone calls from the time a game ended at Montreal till he got to the dressing room to fire Paul McClain. Seven calls between leaving his press box seat and getting to the dressing room. So don't anybody tell me it was easy for Brian. And Brian Murray is one of the best in the world at getting along with with owners and with people. He's just one of the greatest human beings I've ever been around. So I, you know... Eugene was really, really pissed off that they didn't make the playoffs. They're in a rebuild. They've done Dorian, like him or not, like Dorian as a GM, the guy's done a good job with the drafting. Their staff have done a good job. You know, they they missed on a couple of free agents, which everybody does. You know, everybody does. I just saw it. You're, you hit the nail on the head. It, it was positive. And I, I don't get this at all, but I was like, I told, I was told two weeks ago, he, he, if they don't make the playoffs this year, it will be a shit storm in Ottawa because he thinks they're good enough to make the playoffs and they better make the playoffs for a lot of people's sake in, in Ottawa. And I, I don't know if they're ready. I like DJ. I like Pierre. I like their staff. I know a lot of them. I, I, I'm blown away by it, but anyway, Hey, He's he, he his last hockey job was he was assistant coach with the Ottawa Senators in 1996. That was his last hockey job, yeah. and he I read the article. It sounds like he'd been in the NHL for the last 30 years. So we'll see. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a head scratcher for sure, just because all the positive that's been coming out of there, and and as we mm-hmm. often talk about in this, you know, amongst us in in the game, the fans, the analysts, all this stuff is the best thing for Ottawa is less less noise out of Ottawa. And I felt like for a bit of that was happening this year, you know, and, and great point by Vandy there, even talking about it too. But I just thought, you know, go ahead. I've got, I just got it. Like, I'll never forget in the draft. 
uh, Montreal Canadiens step up to the podium and they draft Carey Price. Okay. We're sitting next to Montreal at the draft and Pierre Dorian, who was Montreal's chief scout at the time, leaned over to us and said, because we had the next pick and it was, we're taking the goalie. And Pierre Maguire goes off on a tangent. How could the Montreal Canadiens do this to their fans? How could they take Harry Price and not Gilbert Brule? He went on on a tangent on that, and it's on tape. Actually, I just saw it here recently. Somebody sent it to me again. And then, obviously, we took Brule with the next pick, and it didn't work out so good. And, you know, I was ripped for not taking Kopitar. Well, that was who, that was our decision. It was Kopitar, Brule, and Kopitar went 11th LA. So there was a whole shitload of people passed on him as well. But Carey Price, you know, pretty good pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I just sort of, took, but anyway, look, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I, I'm just, I find it laughable, but. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I, the wrong guy. Nah, it's un, you yeah. know, it's unfortunate. I, I, I think, I mean, I don't know how it's going to affect their on ice performance, but just, yeah. I love what they've done, what they're doing. Yeah. There. Those kids. I agree and with then you. look, they got, we just talked about it. Edmonton and Toronto really don't have that number one guy to stand in the net. And, and Ottawa's, you know, they got Matt Murray. They're, uh, they're looking good. Looking yeah, forward he, to watching I, them. I heard that that uh, that Melnick was really upset, and it's always easy to be upset after the fact with Murray and with Dadanoff. Those are the two that drove him crazy because they got the five to six million, and you know what? You know that. So that really bothered him. Not making the playoffs. He thinks they're ready to compete for Stanley Cup. I, look, I I'm with you guys. They've got Shabbat, who looks like a franchise guy in the back end. Murray, can he regain his game? You know, maybe he can. Hopefully he can. Uh, Kachuk, how do you not absolutely love him? And Norris and Batherson and all these young guys. Jake Sanderson, you guys know really well. Uh, I, so yeah, but can they make the playoffs? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they can. That looked like Montreal are going to be better. Toronto seemed to be always. I mean, look at the division next year. Yeah, everything's back to normal, right? So we're not yeah, to the yeah. Canadian division part where everything goes back to the way it was before. Mm-hmm. And you know, Boston, I forgot who's in well, that division. Well, you're gonna have, you're gonna have Boston. That's gonna be good. Oh, Florida, yeah, okay. Florida had a really good year. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Big time. Tampa Bay Lightning. So <laughs> you, you got yeah, you got Montreal. Well, you know they're gonna be another year better. It, we'll see what they do for you know off-season move right. and if Dano comes back he's probably kicking himself he didn't take that 30 million dollar contract oh. but yeah but uh but, you know. but, and then and don't forget about the metropolitan because it, what if five teams make it i mean we got the wild card thing to deal with there in the conference too you know yeah. so maybe there's only three, three make it there may be there may <laughs> yeah. be five but there may be three yeah you know so i don't know where this shakes out i i you know, so I like, I don't know. I, I hope it, hey, look, I don't wish Ottawa any bad luck. I, I happen to like a ton of people there and I hope it works out. And he's going to have, according to the articles today, he's going to have his fingers all over it. So, yeah, you know, it'll be fun to watch. 
yeah, it, it will be will be interesting to watch. So contest, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Good for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> great content. So that's the best thing we want. But uh, um, you know, shift gears to Jack Eichel. Obviously, this is still out there, and it's still a bit of a shit storm in a way where he, he obviously. He really hasn't come out and I guess said it. He wanted out, but it just you can read the tea leaves there. And do you think by the time we start the season, do you think he's gone? Do you think Reinhardt's gone? Do you think Ristolainen's gone in Buffalo? Yeah, that's a that's a real head scratcher. Um, you know, Reinhardt and Rutzelainen really caught me a little off guard. Um, that that they basically, you know, said, you know, we wouldn't mind being moved is basically what they said. Um, Reinhardt will not be easy to get signed. I mean, he's a guy that a lot of people would take a chance on, uh, you know, he's, he's been up and down a little bit, good average, good average, but he's still a solid NHLer. Eichel to me, I cannot believe for a minute that he won't end up in the West. I've got to believe he's going to end up in Anaheim. I mean, Anaheim need to do something. Bob Murray, astute hockey guy but he's got to win yeah he's, they, they that's a market with la's looking to make some moves and and you know anaheim have got to do something they've got some prospects there that's it's a tough deal because they want your best young prospects but in this deal if kevin Ad, this is a this is a career move for kevin adams this is what he's going to be judged on for a long time and that's unfair that's unfair to a a, a rookie GM that he's got, he's got on his plate right now, what most experienced GMs in the league wouldn't want to touch. Yeah. And that's rebuilding this situation. It, it's really challenging. And that Eichel deal is going to be a, is going to be a big one for Kevin in the future. Um, so, so Doug, I, but I got to believe he, I mean, the Rangers are going to make a push. I forget who else I heard the other day. I mean, I hear crazy names of teams that will take them, but I, I, I've got to believe it's a Western team, and I got to believe it. Anaheim's got to be in there. They're in on Dubois. Why wouldn't they be in on this? Yeah, I don't know. So you, know. Sat, you sat in this chair for many years, the the chair that Kevin Adams is in right now. But is there any advice you can give him? Is there anything similar to what you've gone through in your career? Um, about a player, you know, maybe you didn't that wanted out, and that you know it was a, it was a big important player on your team. You know, I, even if you don't want to give up names, you don't have to. But is there anything that you can kind of, you know, shed light on and in experience wise and advice wise for Kevin Adams? I, I tell you what, you know, the time in Columbus, I never had one player ask for a trade. Like now, I didn't have the biggest stars in the world. Obviously, we weren't a very good team. We had our challenges. But I never had one guy ever ask for a trade. As a matter of fact, I'll never forget when I traded Daryl Sador, which I was told to trade him at the deadline by the ownership because it was money. The accountants were in his, the owner's ear. We got to get that money off our books. And I traded him to Tampa Bay. And I remember phoning Daryl Sador to tell him he was traded to Tampa Bay. And he was devastated. He was devastated by that trade. He wanted to, they liked Columbus. He wanted to, and he went and won a Stanley Cup. You know, and I think I guess he's probably pretty happy now. But you know what? It's funny. I so I was never in that in that challenging situation. We never got our team to that level when I was there that I would have been in that situation. You know, I remember Ray Whitney when we didn't sign Ray because it was a money deal, and and Ray really wanted to come back. I 
I'm shocked when I listen about what's going on at Columbus because the players, when I was there, loved it there. Now, you know, it, it, it seems to have swung a little bit the other way. But so, no, I never have been in that situation. And I, I know it's unbelievably difficult. It's a, it's a tough move. Yeah. It's a tough move to win that deal. How many times do you see a guy like Eichel get traded and the other team wins the deal? The only time I've seen it recently is Carlson. Yeah. Carlson move from Ottawa to San Jose is the one that's that's one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So you know, I, I just I don't I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be a tough one to win. I really do. Yeah. I hope he does, but it'll be a tough one. Yeah. But have you thought of any in recent history of the Carlson one was a clear cut win for Ottawa? Clear cut. But other than that, they're hard move. They're hard. They're hard deals. Yeah, you know the Matt Duchesne was a tough one. Uh, even Mark, yeah. Mark Stone, another yeah. tough one too. So yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, exactly. So there's been a few out there. You know, a few that have worked, and you know, even with uh, you know Ryan Johansson for Seth Jones, the one for one. Yeah, there, you know that yeah. one. That one was tough, but at the time, you know, it got you know the Nashville Predators to a Stanley Cup final with but Johansson ended up getting hurt in that run. But, you know, so very rare sometimes it works out and you get the success that you want. So um, we're going to, we're, you know, the bio window's open right now. We haven't had anything. We'll probably won't have nothing until at least the expansion draft is done. So how many buyouts do you think we see here, you know, before, you know, that window closes? Uh, You know what? It's, it's, it's really hard because, You've got a lot of owners right now that are hurting financially because of the, you know, obviously the, the, the COVID challenges and a lot of teams have, have lost a lot of money. And I can't imagine what it's like walking into an office and saying, okay, we're going to give this guy $10 million to walk out of here, or we're going to give this guy $5 million. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine it just, it's such a hard thing to grasp. And I get that it's the cap. It's the relief in the cap. And I get it. But it's just such a bizarre thing to give a guy $10 million to leave. But that's what we're in. That's the world we're in. And, and most teams say, well, it's all about cap. So I've got to believe there's going to be some. But I, I, you know what? I haven't really looked at it, Josh, that closely as to who makes sense. But there's teams that are in desperate shape. Desperate shape. You know, uh, to to you know to make some moves to free up cap, cap space. I mean, you know, we talk about you know the talk was your guy and James Neal. That doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, in Edmonton, but I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know how else teams have got to clear up space if they're going to improve. Yeah, and what do I wonder if Koskinen's another one where it's a guy that has the one year left. You know, and you just kind of have to resituation that whole goaltending situation back. You know, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, Connor McDavid did an interview the other day and he talked about how to win and the way to win was being strong in net. And I don't think he was trying yeah. to take a shot at the goaltenders he has, but it was just a clear cut kind of, you know, as we all kind of know, but it takes it takes a lot to win. And you know it because you've been in the fight in the NHL, but you know, for him to kind of, kind of say what he said about, you know, you look at, look at the teams that were, 
left and look how strong their goaltending was you know it, it the future for Edmonton is a little bit is bright but you know it all starts in goal in my opinion well you know, you know what changed Kenny Holland's career in Detroit so Brian Murray and I get fired and Kenny Kenny becomes the assistant GM with Scotty and the tri the trio of Scotty Jimmy D and Kenny run the team after Brian and I left and they had a really good team. But what changed their fortunes in Detroit more than anything, more than anything, was the Steve Chase song, God rest him, his soul, the Steve Chase song for Mike Vernon trade. That's when Detroit got legitimate goaltending. And the Vernon Osgood, you know, then it trans, you know, moved into Ozzy. But that's what really changed. Well, missing when Brian Murray and I were there, we had a great young. We, you know, Lidstrom, Lidstrom, Fedorov, Draper, McCarty, Lapointe. They all came in when we were there. Brian didn't draft some of them, but they were all. We drafted Lapointe. We drafted McCarty, but we weren't there when Lidstrom was there. But the real change in the team was when Vernon came and gave them a chance to be a really good playoff team. Bob Asenza was our last goalie there. That was our last goalie. And, and, and Shevel Day. And, you know, so that was a big move. So Kenny, and then he went cheap on goaltending. He, he brought in Hashik at the end. He, but they had great success. Joseph, he brought in those veteran guys. I'm shocked that they'll stay with Koskinen. I really am. I really am. I mean, I, they I don't need think, somebody yeah. that can help Smith. I don't think they have a choice. I, no. You know, I, I mean, you. I agree. We're, we're, we have to make a move here, playoff wise, and we're heading into a season where you're going to play 82 games. Smith can't. I mean, he's going to what four fifty, fifty games? Yeah, Smith. You you and, need Koskinen right now. And and you're you're a hundred percent right. I I just I don't know is Koskinen good enough to play those 35 games and get them in the playoffs and, and have success at playoff time. I don't think anybody believes it. No. And does he I, want to I, be I a just, number two guy and, too? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you, you want to be a number two, if you can't be a number one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's better than being yeah. a number three, <laughs> but so, yeah. so I, but I look, there's some, there's a lot, there's a, I, went, I mentioned to you guys earlier, Seattle, it's a big question in Seattle. You know, you got Drigger in Florida. You got some of these guys that they're the people that you got, you know, you guys mentioned Freddie. I mean, there's some guys out there, but I don't know, but I cannot believe that Kenny starts the season with those two guys. I can't believe it. And I, and Smith, well, God, he was good. I mean, how good was he? Oh, he you know, light, seriously. lights out from right from when he started mm -hmm. to pretty much the right. end. You know, so he didn't. But, really have you know, I mean, you're always you're always nervous about his age and injury. But nobody will ever nobody will ever question his compete level. I'll tell you that because no. he is a battler in those nets. Yeah, I mean, I think back to watching that Colorado Calgary series a couple of years ago. The guy made sixty shots, saves a night in that series. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so we'll see. But I, I've got to believe that they're looking long, long and hard about that position there, big time. Yeah.
All right, we'll get you out on this last question. Uh, what's your expe- uh, expectations here as the expansion draft is is nearing here? Um, do you think Seattle will get anything similar to what Vegas got, or do you think it's going to be really tough to kind of match that for return and and uh, you know player wise and whatnot? I I mean I I think back to our expansion draft and the I mean seriously. It, it, it is so different. I mean, my owner paid 80 million for the Columbus franchise and Minnesota paid 80 million and we were in it together, a head to head. And I remember at the end of the season, it was like we won the Stanley cup because we finished one point ahead of Minnesota. That was our Stanley cup. <laughs> my owner, he was, he was so goddamn excited. It was unbelievable. And we finished one point ahead of Minnesota and that may have been our highlight of my time there. But anyway, it, and I look at the players available, it's hard to feel sorry for them. I mean, McPhee did a hell of a job. He and McCrimmon did a hell of a job. I'm not overly sold on what's going on there now in Vegas. I'm they're, they're sort of their arrogance is starting to get to me a little bit. But yeah. I'll tell you what, they did a hell of a job. And now for Seattle to duplicate that, the GMs, serious, they can't, they can't. Ronnie get away with what these guys got away with, with the crazy, crazy deals that were made, you know? So I think it's going to be tougher for Seattle. There's still going to be good players like in Toronto, your team, like would they have let Haxel go? If, if, and, and I know Ronnie wanted him. I know yeah. Ronnie wanted Haxel. I know he was his big, his top choice. Surely to God, Dubas would have made a deal that, okay, we're, we'll give you Haxel, but you're taking Kirk. Surely to God, he would have done that. If not, it's going to be the defenseman, Yeah, you know, which I'm not sure that that's, a, you know, either way. So I think it's going to be tougher for Ronnie. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We, it, it, it's definitely going to be tougher. I think player wise is the way he sees the game. And we, and Vandy in here, Vandy and I kind of talked about it at the opening of the podcast where you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, that's what Ron Francis built. You know, he did a really hell of a job. A lot of that, that team that we see in Carolina has his footprints all over it, but that is, you know, different. He was able to kind of draft yeah. and develop some of those guys. So the expansion yeah. draft is yeah. going to be a bit different, that aspect. But I just wonder how how great it is. And as you talked about Toronto there, it's just one thing I didn't bring up, but bringing it up is at some point here, the Leafs, like Kyle Dubas needs to win a negotiation because right now he's getting raped over the coals. He hasn't, yeah. like, yeah. I, I think $1.5 million for Travis Thurmond, I don't, that, like, he lost that deal. You know, I don't think that was for a guy that's probably a seventh defenseman. You know, maybe he can be more, but you know, at some point here, the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs have to win a deal in a, in a negotiation. Yeah. So, so I, you know, for Ronnie, I, I happen to really like Ronnie Francis. I think he's a really good, good person. Uh, I was shocked on the hire as coach. I was shocked by it. I, I never, I like Dave Haxel too. I like him a lot as a guy. I was just shocked by that move. I mean. Ronnie hired Bill Peters too, you know, yeah. that, that did, you know, all of a sudden Peters wants out because he could have hits a home run in Calgary. And then we know the, the rest is history, but I think it's going to be tougher. And I think it's going to start rating what happens in goal. Who, who are they getting a flurry type of goalie? Who's who really as good a job as George and, and Kelly did. And as good a job as Gerard did in Vegas, it was still flurry. Yeah. Still flurry. It was the number one, reason they were that successful so i think it's going to be tougher starting in goal unless they can you know come up with you know can they get a grubauer 
Can they get a Freddie Anderson? Is there better guys than those two guys to, to start? I don't know. And that's a long way from what Fleury was when he went there, I think. Anyway. No, exactly. And, and, and you know, I think the hockey gods have kind of come back to light here and, and you know, shown the, the Vegas Golden Knights some hockey karma here because some of the way they've treated some people in the organization and some of the players where loyalty doesn't really seem to be a big thing there, you know, and, you know, it's uh, it all of a sudden owner wants to win a cup real bad because he got the taste of it right off the hop and you know he's quick to you know, pick the ship guys out <laughs> i'll never forget after and we had our stanley cup run in, in florida and the next year we lost to the rangers in the, in the playoffs with gretzky and i mean they had a hell of a team they had a hell of a team the rangers and we lost to them in i don't know six games or something in the first round and i remember bill tory telling me that Wayne Izinga was really, really upset that we didn't win the Stanley Cup. You go to the finals, you win the Stanley Cup the next year. We had a hell of a year. I think we had 94, 95 points, which, which was a lot of points in those days because yeah. you didn't have all those shootout bullshit. So, and I said to Bill Torrey, I said, really pissed? I said, yeah, he's pissed off. I said, Tell him he should be pissed off at Don Shula. He didn't even make the playoffs with his Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, 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 go, didn't go over, the, didn't go over yeah. that well. <laughs> but anyway, the owners, owners, you got an owner in Vegas who walked in there and said, we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to win the Stanley Cup in X. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, shut your mouth. Seriously. We, you know. But anyhow, we haven't heard much of that out of Seattle. Thank yeah. God. At least it's Ronnie that's doing most of the hockey t- talking so you know what foley foley's been a great owner in vegas so he has been but oh my god anyhow we'll see what happens yeah exactly all right we'll finish up on that doug we uh we appreciate you coming back on with us it's always a pleasure to you know shoot the shit with you here and talk some great hockey uh you know it's uh you're you've been a great uh a great person to us for the podcast since we started here so we can't thank you enough for your continued uh, support and and uh, helping us out Anytime, guys, and good luck with it. It's always you, you get uh, you get great guests, and you guys you could do a great job. So continued uh, good luck, and good luck to your. I don't know who the hell. I don't know if you're an Oiler fan or a Leafs fan. I can never figure it out. But I'm a I'm a Leafs. Whoever man. it is, good. I'm a Leaf fan. He sits on the fence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know because the last time we had John, you're like, are you a fucking uh, Florida Panthers fan. I was there because I liked them because, uh, you know, Petrovic, uh, Petrovic there. When he came oh, yeah, that's there. right. I forgot. Yeah, so, surely, yeah. now, have you got him a job yet? Because he's your number one client. Yeah. I mean, have you got him a job yet? Yeah. I keep we're, seeing you're getting his name out there. Yeah, we're working on it. So I'm, try- I'm trying. Good you know, man. He might, good he's man. Got a, he might get something in Seattle. He's got some connection oh, good. with, uh, with the, the, oh, the good. staff that they hired, some of the assistant guys. So, We'll see what yeah, happens good. from there, but we hope, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I love how you call it, how you see it. That's, uh, that's the best thing. So. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care. Take care. Right on, Doug. Okay, see man. See you guys. Bye. When you hire a contractor, you want things to go smooth. Smooth as a driveway poured by Pete's Concrete. You want a solid guarantee. Solid as a basement floor by Pete's Concrete. You want Pete. Pete's Concrete. For sidewalks, patios, your leaky basement, Pete lays his reputation down with every job, and he offers you finishes and colors you won't find anywhere else. You want someone who proudly puts their name on the work they do. Pete puts his name in concrete. Pete's Concrete.
Our next guest played in the WHL in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. He won a scoring title in the AJHL. We'd like to welcome back from AZ1 Hockey, Arjun Atwal. Arjun, how's it going? Um, doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. We're we're good. Um, Vandy, how are you doing? You're with excellent. Us. I'm excellent. Nice. We are, yeah, we're in full flow here. Summer's open. Yeah. We got Arjun who, hey, and that's a pretty weak intro to lead the AJHL in scoring is a big feat, man. And <laughs> people I've talked to that, that used to go to the Crusader games and colleagues and whatnot, and they, they love the way Arjun played. So I'm excited. This is, this is going to be fun. Yeah, no, it's uh you're back for your second tour here. So we appreciate you coming back on the podcast and, uh, and uh, yeah, it probably wasn't the best intro, so sorry. <laughs> Maddie, give me the oh, it's all good. I was no, just no. giving you a hard time. Yeah, no, no, exactly. But uh, I guess how are things going with you? And uh, since the last time we talked to you, what's uh, anything new and exciting? Uh, yeah, well, back to a little bit of reality and, and back on the ice, back in the normal kind of swing of things. So um, I guess just not being stuck at home, I guess, is new and uh, nothing too crazy. It's a little bit of vacation time and, and getting out of Edmonton. So nice. Nothing crazy, but nothing uh, too original. Are you, uh, are you still going to the like university of Calgary? Like, are you going to be doing that? I know you talked about that last time. Is that still, you're still going to be going there next year? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be playing there and, and doing school there. I'm still in classes during summer and spring semester. So kind of kept in touch with that during downtime. Nice. That'll be pretty sweet too. We'll probably have to get out to a few games when you guys roll here, roll here and do a road trip and go there and watch you play too. So, um, so obviously the big news we want to talk about, um, we will get right into it, but, uh, you posted on your Instagram account that you guys got your first AZ1 hockey camp going on. So, um, this will be the first initial one, right? Correct. Yeah. So this will be the first time ever that uh, we've done anything and, and first camp for, our uh, team here so it'll be it'll be exciting nice so what would uh for people that want to sign up that haven't yet but what are what would they be expecting what what kind of things are you guys going to be doing at the hockey tournament well it'll be uh yeah it'll be uh it'll be a good it'll be a good camp it won't be a traditional kind of run through drills and and do the traditional you know couple drills that everyone does it'll be a lot of skill and development, station work, uh, a lot of individual work, working on skating, edges, hands, scoring, um, even little thing or little things that kind of separate players. But for all ages, people starting hockey, people trying to move up levels, people just trying to get into the game. So it'll be uh, kind of traditional, but at the same time, pretty unique camp. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. No, it's going to be pretty sweet because obviously the game, we've we, we seen the, the Stanley Cup champion just won. The Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, they they were able to win with being a skilled team but also being a heavy team too. But a lot of it was their skill players took over and dominated in the playoffs. And there's some guys that you play a similar like, like a Braden Point and, you know, what he's been able to do. And even you look across Montreal and they got uh, Suzuki there too. So, are those are the type of things what those players bring to the game, or is those are the things that what you have in your toolbox you want to teach these young kids? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, those two guys, Suzuki and Point, obviously they play with a chip on their shoulder and they're they're not going to back down. But at the same time, they can deep three guys and go bar down pretty quickly. So yeah, that's kind of what I want to focus on is teaching kids that you got to work hard no matter how skilled you are. But I mean, you got to 
work on your skills just as much as you work hard. So people yeah. kind of forget that. There's some people just work hard and, and thinks everything's going to fall in place. But fortunately, that's not the way it goes. No, un- unfortunately, it doesn't. Um, talk. We'll talk about more about the, the camp, but talk about the ball, ho- ball hockey aspect of it. You know, you play ball hockey, you're a really good player too. Do you think it's good for kids to, you know, play it in the garage, in the basement, uh, using the stick handling with the ball? The, how, how great is that transitions to the ice with your hands? Yeah, it's. I think it's unbelievable. Unfortunately, as a kid, I didn't play. I thought I'd, you know, get injured on the concrete or whatever it was. And I was hesitant to try it out. But as I got older, I was like, this this would probably translate really good. And it's, it's honestly harder conditioning wise, I'd say, because you can't glide. If you stop moving, you're just at a dead stop. So. Yeah, that's why I quit yeah. ball hockey. But yeah. <laughs> it's like a culture shock. Like yeah. <laughs> you're on skates and you can like kind of stop and kind of recuperate while you're on the ice and conserve energy. But at ball hockey, there's none of that. And no. half of the time you're short guys and you're playing with bad guys. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, it's really good and and uh, really relatable shift lengths and hands like that. So I'd I'd recommend it to all athletes that are trying to progress. Nice. Um. So for the camp, where is it going to be at, and what are the dates right now? Yeah. So it's the first week of August, Monday to Friday, the the second to the sixth, and uh, it'll take place. Uh, I have two skates at the Meadows Rec Center there on Seventeenth Street, and then the middle three days are at uh, Millwood's Rec Center there. Nice. And some of the people you're going to have with you helping you out, can you talk about some of the, you know, volunteers that you'll have on the ice with you? Yeah. So I was just kind of preparing, announcing uh, my fellow instructors actually tonight before I, right before this, but I'll have uh, one of my best buds, Jake Franzek, who played with me at the Crusaders and now he's playing in the NCAA at uh, Long Island University. So uh, yeah, he's been really good and progressing really well. And then I'll have uh, Josh Patterson, who's playing at U of A right now and played in Portland and Saskatoon in the in the Western League. And then I'll have uh, James Hamblin, who's playing in Bakersfield for the Condors currently, and then obviously high end talents, all three of the guys. And I'll probably have a few others that I'll have to reach out to. But yeah, it'll be the coaching will be good, fun, younger guys, and and obviously guys that know what they're doing and and can play professionally nice so talk about your relationship with some of those guys obviously you played with some of them but you know what you guys have done you know after you're playing junior together and what you guys have gone on to do now talk about you know the role that the relationships are and then what it is on and off the ice and the way you guys see the game yeah so all three of those guys I've known since really I was maybe seven eight nine ten years old so um, yeah, for us, relationships off the ice is like, you're just, we're just normal buddies, normal guys that don't play nothing. We're just, you know, we just hang out and <laughs> kind yeah. of try to forget about the game for a bit and, and hang out. But obviously in the game, our relationships are great. That's where we built our friendships. And then that's, that's where you gain that bond and, and that like comfortableness and then those lifelong friendships, but it's great. Um, yeah, those great guys and and those are bonds that i'll i'll keep with me for a long time vandy you uh you have anything there you want to jump in on what uh what age group are you are you targeting um at at skill all skill levels is this uh, you know yeah so this year we're targeting uh, ages 5 to 15 um pretty wide range but we can we can manage it and, and do some work with all those people at once 
skill level is just uh, anyone from from starting hockey at five or or someone that's ten that's trying to improve and, and make some AAA teams or things like that and and make make a next step in their career. And do you guys have with, with sponsorship? Is there anyone that's been you know, helping out through the sponsorship here with you guys getting this going? Yeah, we're uh, in talks with a, f- a few sponsors currently. Um, uh, we have uh, a, f- a few businesses that are going to jump on board here pretty quick. And uh, we'll be announcing those via Instagram in, in probably the next week, week and a half, and then promoting those. But yeah, we've uh, since we started, we've been getting pretty strong back and, and, and a lot of support from lo- a lot of local um, members of the community. And it's been great uh, making a lot of connections, which I want to utilize and, and give to my athletes through hockey and even life. So, yeah, it's been good. Perfect. Well, we'll help out too. If you, we'll uh, we'll talk here. Um, you know, we just kind of put this together last minute and getting things going, but we wanted to help you promote. But uh, you and I will talk here. Um, we'll get something sent to your way to help you guys out from the Two Months Podcast, helping you guys out too. So we'll figure something out and help you guys out. We we as- how many how many kids? Sorry, Bosco. How many kids are are you looking to get out? Uh, anywhere from twenty to thirty. Just yeah. for one week. Good yeah. solid number, right on. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect number. So where, where can people find the way to sign up? Obviously we shared it on the Instagram account, but is there, do you guys have a website or is everything trans, going through Instagram right now? Instagram right now. Um, I've got an ad on the radio that's going to come out here pretty soon, but uh, people can contact me via email at, at as one hockey uh, at gmail.com or, or on my phone at 780-394-2316. So perfect. those are the main methods. Now we're working on a website. But uh, it's just because of COVID, we were kind of iffy on if we were going to start this year, but things kind of opened up pretty rapidly. So we're just trying to get on our feet and get everything uh, marketing-wise getting going pretty quickly. Yeah, and everything opened up pretty quick. It just kind of caught up. I know even some of the other leagues that just played, it kind of caught them off guard too. And they're trying to get their uh, feet wet and get everyone uh, situated in the right way. But uh, so – come back to the camp we'll talk about you know what are the main one of the main things you guys want to hit on and when these kids leave after the week what are what are the some of the things that you guys want them to leave with and and talk about to their friends where when you want to do another one that it brings you back more people where you can maybe go with a higher number and a longer week schedule yeah absolutely and and we want kids to leave knowing what they're good at knowing what they want to work at and also enjoying it we want it to be kind of like a challenge kind of things that kids haven't done before or or trying new things that that kind of challenge them or or things that they're like wow i want to you know maybe try that again i I don't do that often in my winter season with my coach because you know you just can't no time right so we want to want to get kind of get kids used to being kind of out of their comfort zone and that's main objective is mine and kind of everyone can run skill drills and put cones down and say, Hey, do this and that. But we want to kind of be unique yeah. and, and, and have our own kind of identity as a camp. But later on, we'd like to uh, have some seminars, post post skates and, and do some mental health and mental prep as kids progress. But uh, that's later on. Yeah. This yeah. year, uh, we just want yeah. to kind of separate ourselves, but kind of, you know, stay relevant. And, and at the end of the day, you want to make it fun and, and enjoyable for all. So that's the main objective but, and uh, kind of make it unique as well. Yeah, no, exactly. 
who are some of the coaches and the people that gave back to you throughout, you know, your career and, and things that you've learned from some people that, you know, been with you and coach with, uh, coach with you and coach, um, that you had under your wing. Is there anyone that, you know, you've learned a lot of things from along the way? Yeah. So I was privileged and thankful enough to go to a hockey school in uh, junior high and high school at Vimy Ridge there. So the coaches there are kind of nice because it's not your like team coach. It's kind of, you can kind of have a more personalized relationship and, and not so serious. So you, a guy I really learned a lot from was Nathan Dempsey or, or Jason McKee. And uh, they were coaches uh, on their respective teams. But when they'd come there, it's kind of a different perspective. You get to see a different side of them. So uh, yeah, I definitely learned a lot from them. And, and you uh, kind of learn little things that you don't really touch on often to kind of separate you and, and go a long way. And other guys, obviously Adam Mana at Sherd Park. So I've been working with him the last three summers at his camps and, and kind of helping him coach and, and do certain things. So each summer he, he changes things up, but kind of keeps it the same, but adds on adds on different elements and, and variations of things. So I've been learning a lot from him, um, learning how to kind of get coached because I've never kind of been in that position yet. Yeah. So it's, it's a different perspective for sure, but uh, so far I've enjoyed it a lot and I'm excited to kind of take the lead on it. Nice. Man, do you have anything else you want to add there? Uh, no, I mean, you, you're, it's, you got the right plan going, dude. Like the, the main thing is obviously you want the kids to come back and, and keep having fun. And I think, you know, where, where I think a lot of these camps go wrong is they, 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 segregated if you will i don't you know it's a bad word but they they keep it focused on on elite or or anything i think you opening up and then you know you touch on the mental aspect of it whether it be mental health or just mental prep like kids have yeah like they they, that's good good on you man that's good stuff yeah Yeah. especially especially today with all the social media and and if you're like five with the ipad in their face like it's it's kind of a different different world even when i was that age and that wasn't long ago so it's yeah it's kind of like it's a new world type of thing i don't know it's crazy where'd you where'd you play minor hockey um i played mill woods my first couple years and then i played a year at north sierra and then and then i played confed throughout until uh oh yeah until i played south side there yeah so Kind of all over the place, but yeah, started. Millwood's in- boy, yeah, not a boy. Yeah, if anyone listens <laughs> to the podcast, we're definitely a head, uh, heavy Millwood's podcast. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's that that side of it is definitely brought out uh, quite big yeah, on this. Out one, Jason so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had the ch- Chammer, the Chammer, and the Fiddler, and yeah, yeah Aaron Grossel, and then we had Robbie on. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, definitely definitely got to get those roots stronger now, eh, Vandy? So get the we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Vandy's a coach. And this will help too. This is yeah. another one. Like yeah. Doug Ockenberg, he's he runs a camp throughout the summer. This is just another Absolutely. you know, another camp that, that can help as well. So and yeah. I'll do my part where I can and yeah, help you sure. guys help you guys promote it. So you gotta be pretty excited though, eh, Arjun, getting this going. You know, it's been your vision of this yeah. AZ one hockey. It's been pretty yeah. sweet to see, man. You gotta be I'm proud of you, man. And then I got to play with you. You know, just pick up and you know, seeing you play ball hockey. But I'm proud for you, man. It's it's awesome. And and uh, but yes, talk about how proud you are. This is going to be pretty sweet to give back to the community that's given back to you. 
yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm most excited about is just kind of not having to worry about my performance all the time and just kind of giving back and, and enjoying the moment almost like I, I've kind of been thinking about it for three, four years, but now I've kind of it's coming together pretty quickly and yeah, it'll be really good. I'm excited to meet all the kids like and then kind of help them progress themselves and, and better themselves. So that's it'll be a nice opportunity and something I really enjoy and um, pride myself on almost. Yeah. And uh, so people obviously you can follow. We'll share the link there on our end too. So anyone that's listening to our podcast and uh, get, give uh, give uh, these guys a follow here on AZ1 Hockey. So uh, yeah, no, I, we, we, uh, I'm excited for it. You know, it's, it's going to be pretty sweet to, you know, see, uh, I, I should be back. I know I leave for work for, for a few weeks here, but I should be back in Edmonton around that time. But, uh, you know, it'd be definitely nice to come out and watch and maybe we'll, uh, we'll record a podcast there. Hey, eh, Vandy. Get, uh, That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think I won't be here, but, um, I'll, what I'll do is, is I'll, email it i know that i get emails all the time from parents that are looking for ice and all that so i'll uh i'll definitely forward that here yeah, in Fulton, so. where, yeah, if you, if you don't mind me asking where the where are the numbers at right now for registration if if uh you know are the spots limited right now or you guys still got some open air uh, we got some open we just opened registration about four days ago we got 10 11 kids already signed up so and, and, and some guys that are good on it, yeah uh, ready to register here pretty quick so okay. um picking up pretty quick and and we're at certain advertise quite a bit in the next couple of days so we're hoping spots fill out but uh yeah, yeah it'd be great it'd be great perfect yeah. all right before we let you go we got to get your thoughts on what we saw in the playoffs real quick uh you know thoughts on the Tampa Bay Lightning you know getting uh, the back-to-back and what was your thoughts on that yeah mixed emotions like I respect their their talent and then all that but the 18 million over the cap and a bunch <laughs> of like love it are, are you kidding me like that's like that's like having dry sidle and mcdavid almost on the on the oh. ir and then just randomly activating them during the playoffs like yeah. are, are you kidding me <laughs> like, yeah it's an embarrassment of riches it's weird to do it in a hard cap league but they got it done and i always kind of say like it and it's you know, this was done a few years ago when Chicago won theirs and when yeah. Petrovich knocked out uh, Kane and then Kane came back game one and, you know, they were able to get Anton Vermette and stuff like that. So I like, it's weird because like, it is a legit thing to talk about. And there's, I was listening to an interview the other day and this guy, Eric Erlinson, who covers the Tampa Bay Lightning, he was, this is pretty funny. He was, so he, I was listening to him on satellite radio and his son was a bit younger and they were out in tap in Florida and just kind of walking around and he was wearing a Tampa shirt and, this guy walks up and he's like, Hey, you know, they cheated, eh? And the kid was like, well, what do you mean they cheated? He's like, well, they're 18 million over the cap and all this. And he kind of was talking to him, gave him his business card. The business card read Bill Zito, the GM of the Florida Panthers <laughs> on it. So <laughs> he's like, yeah, you come to a Florida Panthers game. We'll turn you into Panthers fans. So the kid was like, I'm going to do that for sure. So he showed his dad the card and he's like, that's the, that's the manager of the Florida Panthers. So isn't that brilliant? That- like, isn't that brilliant? is it gm like to me that's yeah i mean if you can if you can circumvent something like that like that's brilliant yeah and then to have 
uh, you know, Kucherov with his dad bod come in oh, yeah. and, and lead the play. Patrick like, Maroon body for a guy that's the, yeah. was the number one uh, point getter oh, not God. too long ago. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, it's uh, – no, it is interesting, but it is kind of like, man, like how the hell does that happen? But, like they say, if they wanted if they wanted that system out, they could have fixed it a few years ago when Florida did it yeah. right? or when the, the, the Chicago Blackhawks did it. So, uh, before we let you out uh, – expectations for the Oilers here you obviously were Edmonton podcast you're an Oilers fan I'm assuming so what do you think is going to happen this summer well we got some money to redistribute this year so um depends how that goes really if if it's done well and and properly I, I can see a good jump a good next step but if it's done not so good then <laughs> we might take a step back or yeah. you know it might, be, it might be like a another year after our little playoff run there but I don't know I think I think we'll make some good strides here like this is the first time we've had some cap space in like five years maybe yeah. so um I'm looking forward to it I think we got some good pieces I think we just need some couple of, a couple more and like there's guys like clap bomb that are less question mark like if you can get him back that'd be nice and and i don't know goaltending situation what will happen so i'm excited to see the offseason it'll be kind of nice that they can kind of add or or trade or make they have room to make a move so yeah it'll be interesting yeah so i'm, I'm looking forward to that too yeah see if they make some buyouts where they can clear up some more room and add yeah. more bodies in obviously we see like it's weird you look at tampa and tampa one and out of their six defensemen that played headman was the only drafted defenseman the rest of her all required through a trade or free agency so you know yeah. it, so it kind of you know, wonder if that's going to be a copycat model like but you know when you look at their forwards wise a lot of those guys are drafted what al murray's been able to do with the tampa bay lightning on on drafting forwards it's been pretty good and i know sergachev was you know, a trade, but it was almost like they, you know, they groomed him into the defenseman he is today, you know, when they got him for, for Jonathan Duran. But, uh, well, Arjun, we appreciate you joining us here. Um, this means a lot to get you back on here. And, and uh, anytime you want to come on here and use your voice and uh, anything you need to promote, we're, we'll definitely uh, be here. One last time, how do, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, via Instagram or via email at as one hockey at gmail.com or just through cell phone at, at 780-394-2316. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again. And we'll uh, keep in touch and, uh, hope for the best, uh, you know, for the rest of the summer here, things are looking pretty good as they're being open. Everything's opening bigger and yeah. bigger. So thanks again. Good yeah. luck, pal. Yeah. Thanks for having me and, and uh, hope to see you guys soon. And talk to hockey here pretty soon. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right on.